0: Welcome to the Recover Me Podcast with Warren Willey, doctor of osteopathic medicine, a best-selling author, and leading expert on holistic, healthy living. Warren is your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. So much of Western medicine, popular diets, and fitness fads put a bandage over health problems, addressing symptoms and not causes, offering short-term results at the expense of long-term health. That's why Warren is a man on a mission, ...to question the status quo and uncover holistic health solutions you can use in your life, starting right now. Now to get us started today, here's Warren.
1: Hello, welcome to the Recover Me podcast. Recover Me, remember, is the medicine that meets you where you are. I can't control your stressors, I can just help your body and mind deal with them better that's what the whole purpose behind Recover Me Medicine is. I'm real excited about today's podcast because it's going to be so applicable to so many people, especially this time of year. But before I dive into it, I want to remind you to check out my website, drwilly.com backslash free. Free, by the way, is my favorite four-letter word that starts with F. And there is going to be a lot of stuff on there. We're just slowly putting stuff up, but I'm going to have occasions where there's a day or two of a book up there for free or a dvd for free all sorts of great information available to you hopefully to be a good resource for you to help yourself stay in optimal health optimal shape and really get the most out of life enjoy life that's what it's really about so check that out dr backslash free and you'll be able to stay in tune with us and ask me questions on there feel free to email me check out all the resources there but enough advertising let's dive right into keeping kids healthy this winter season now for those of you who don't have kids this is still a very applicable podcast because what are kids they're little big people right you're a big people they're a little people so it's still very applicable. Yes, their physiology is a little different. Yes, when we're prescribing drugs their pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics of drugs are different in kids, but they're little people. So this is applicable to you even if you don't have kids. It's amazing how offset our schedule gets when you have to keep a kid home from school due to illness. My wife and I estimate for every one day that a child misses school Either her or I, and sometimes both, miss two days of our planned activities, be it work or whatever else we're doing. One day to be home with the sick child, and then one day to help the sick child catch up from their schoolwork and everything else. So it's a toll. So keeping your kids healthy, oh my goodness, it is a very important thing to do. And you know what? It's really possible to do, too, when you understand it, From where I'm going to tell you how to do it. The recover me basis of keeping kids healthy really works. And so I'm going to provide you with a lot of tools to do so. But before we get started, I think it's important that you understand immunology. You have to understand your immune system. So I'm going to give you Immunology 101. Now I beg forgiveness right now for all my fellow doctors out there, especially the immunologists and allergists. I'm going to explain this at a very Simple level, not because our listeners are simple, but I want it to make sense. I want them to, I want everyone to see when I'm talking about immunology and the immune system, if you understand the basics of it, then you'll understand why the interventions I'm going to talk about are applicable and work. So starting with immunology 101, let's, we're going to do this a couple ways. We're going to, we're going to start with when you're a tiny baby. In, in your mommy's arms and swaddling clothes. We're going to talk about there and, and go backwards and then forward. So proceeding right away. When you're a tiny baby, there's a big gland right here, right in your chest that kind of shrinks as you get older. This is called your thymus. The way to look at the thymus is a boot camp for your immune system, particularly the T cells, T cells, thymus, T Diamond starts with T, hence the T cells. So in this boot camp, the little immunoglobulins, the little soldiers, are taught to distinguish self from non-self. Let me explain. Let's say one of our soldiers, not the brightest of the soldiers, he goes down and he goes down to your knee. And he grabs a piece of your knee and he brings it back to his sergeant in the boot camp and says, SARS, look what I got. Well, the sergeant's quick to look at him slap him across the face, and have him taken out and shot. Why? Because that is self. Now let's say a a much smarter T cell goes out and grabs a virus that's floating around in your system, brings that back and says, hey, Sarge, look what I got. And the sergeant's happy, gives him a high five, and says, go forth and multiply. Make a bunch of you that recognize that virus, so if we're ever confronted with that enemy again, our defenses are ready for him. That's a very, very basic concept of how the immune system starts. Now, there's two types of immune systems in our body. There's the innate and the adaptive immune system. The innate immunity refers to non-specific defense mechanisms that come into play immediately or literally within hours of an exposure to an antigen or a foreign body or a bacteria or a virus or a toxin. These include your skin, so physical barriers. It includes chemicals in the blood. It includes cells such as macrophages, dendritic cells, NK or uh, natural killer cells. It also involves plasma proteins. So the innate system is your first line of defense. The next type of immune system you have in your body is called the adaptive immune system, also called the specific immune system. And there's two types of this adaptive system. There's a humoral immunity, which is mediated by antibodies produced by lymphocytes, um, B lymphocytes to be uh, specific. And there's cell-mediated immunity, and those are the T lymphocytes that we just talked about, our T cell soldiers. That's kind of a tongue twister. T cell Soldier. Okay, I can do it there. There. That system recognizes infection over time. So if you got exposed to, let's say, the flu virus, got sick, got better, and your body built up. an uh, an adaptive immune system to that bug, so when you're re-exposed, because flu season, you get those bugs flapped at you all the time, your body sees it, recognizes it, wipes it out. That's the same way um, immunizations work, so if you get the flu shot this year, your body builds up the immune system to it, and so when it sees that virus again, it knocks it out before you realize what happened, before you really get sick with it. So those that's very important to understand the basis of that. Now let's go back to your child. Where does their, where does their immune system really start? What well, actually starts in mama's belly. So her immune system is very important in protecting the baby, but the baby also starts developing an immune system in those early stages of uh, growth. Now there's a an event that occurs that is very important for the child's long-term health and in immunological processes and that is a vaginal delivery and what i mean by that when the child passes through the vaginal canal to be brought into the world he or she is exposed to all sorts of things that generate and start the whole gut microbiome so part of a child's immunity starts with vaginal delivery now if your child had a C-section for whatever reason, there's a number of reasons, both good and bad, to have C-sections, but that doesn't mean your child's at danger or risk. That just means in the ideal situation, that vaginal delivery starts the gut protection. Now that's important because we're going to talk a lot about how your gut ties in with your immune system here in a minute. So vaginal delivery and then breastfeeding. When you breastfeed a child, you are also helping their immune system develop. Now, if your child didn't breastfeed uh, for whatever reason, that's okay too because there's so many different mechanisms to build it up. But I just wanted you to have a basis of understanding where our immune system really starts and gets going here. It's also important that we define um, some terms that I see quite a lot when I'm reading on Dr. Google or I'm looking at some uh, websites, uh, especially some alternative metasites. They tend to throw around the word immunodeficiency. Now, that's important to distinguish because a Western-trained physician is going to hear immunodeficiency and think of specific disease states. Immunodeficiency, in the way it's being pushed out there and utilized as a word is not the same thing. It means your child gets multiple infections or illnesses and has to stay home from school a lot. That, let me define that. That is based on very many variables. It doesn't necessarily indicate their immune system is weaker, but maybe their ability to clear toxins is weaker. Maybe their stress is higher. Maybe their diet's not good. Maybe they don't exercise enough. Huh? You know what? I just told you about an upcoming slide because guess how we're going to intervene to optimize your immune system. So watch that term immunodeficiency because there's a lot behind that. Really, when kids get sick over and over again, it's time to step back and look at the big picture because it's actually a true immunological disorder is actually pretty rare. So I just wanted to make that clarification here. So let's start with the basics, the basics to keep our kids healthy and safe as well as us. It starts with hand-washing. Good hand-washing technique. That's hand-washing with soap and water with a good solid hard scrub. The alcohol swabs and pumps and gels and uh, little towelettes and stuff are fine in a pinch, but really nothing beats soap and water. So Anytime you shake someone's hand, be it a co-worker or a loved one, you're out and about in public, you're pushing that shopping cart that 28 kids just sneezed on prior to you getting to the store, whatever, wash your hands with soap and water. In a pinch, use the alcohol stuff. Washing your hands is the first key step to preventing infection. Disinfecting things. Now, I got a funny and true story for you. This has happened to me many times, actually. In the last number of years, and that is a a fine patient of mine will come in with a can of Lysol, and before she sits or he sits down, they spray the chair, they spray my exam table, they spray my otoscope before I look in their ear. I haven't been sprayed yet, but I know people have thought about it because we walk around in the medical profession just covered with stuff. But that is okay to a point. You can overdo things. I kind of look at life on a bell-shaped curve, and you're going to hear me say this through all the podcasts that we do. There's too little of something can be an issue, too much of something can be an issue. I'll give you an example, my favorite example, pizza. Too little pizza, I'm not happy. Too much pizza, I have a whole other set of problems and concerns. So, bell-shaped curve on disinfecting the house. Keeping your kids home from school when sick, even if they're not that bad, but they start sneezing, they have a low-grade fever, that really helps everybody, your community, I know that's hard for us, mom and dad. I know that it affects our work life. I know it does. There's a lot of issues to that. But really, if you can keep your kids home from school when they just start to get sick, not only do they have a better chance of quicker recovery, but you're preventing the spread of infection. If everybody did that, we would not have as much illness out there. So very, very important to consider. The other thing to let your kids do that falls on that bell-shaped curve is play in the dirt. Let them get out there and get muddy. Let them get dirty. Let the dog lick their face. All these things that a lot of moms out there, (gasps) they can't do that. That's dirty and disgusting. No, it's building their immune system. And it's building their microbiome in their gut. And it's doing everything to help them survive in the onslaught of infectious problems we have in this world. So do all those things, obviously, in moderation. But really, that's where you start when you consider keeping your kids healthy. So that being said, let's dive right into the primary ways I want you to help your kids stay healthy. They are, in no particular order of importance, diet, movement, stress control, and lymphatic flow. Those are the four areas I'm going to cover today. I'm not going to cover supplements. I'm going to mention a supplement in just a minute here, but I'm not going to cover supplements as immunomodulators because there's so many out there. There's a lot of controversy about it. Really what you do, basics every day, really is what the whole recover me medicine philosophy is about. Let's start with you where you are with what you do and build from there and help you stay healthy, maintain health, obtain health, whatever that goal may be. So to keep your kids healthy and out of infectious disease issues, let's start with their diet before we do, let me give you a little quick tidbit. This is the best tidbit I can give you. If you walk away from anything from this podcast, remember this. This time of year, in the morning, before you eat, get up, drink 8 to 12 ounces of warm water with lemon juice in it. Maybe add a little cayenne or a little cinnamon for the antiviral effects of those. Put it into a tea or a red clover tea. Or just drink it like that. Have everyone in the house do that. Grandma, grandpa, if they're staying over for the holidays, aunt and uncles, the kids every day. I mean, that is just a simple trick to do. It helps clear toxins from the system. It really helps keep you healthy during the illness season. So simple little tidbit to start out with. So let's dive right into diet don'ts. Now, those of you have who have heard me talk before, no, I don't like diet don'ts. I don't don't, don't. In other words, I don't like don'ts. I learned a long time ago when I tell people don't, they tend to go out just like my three-year-old and do it three times. So, but I'm going to give them to you because it's important for developing and optimizing your, is that a word, Optimizing? I don't know, but I like it. Really improving your child's immune system with dietary don'ts. So the first thing, and you've heard this, you'll hear it again, but processed foods. Really, try your best to avoid them. Now, I know that's hard to do in today's world, but if you can avoid anything that comes in a box, you're going to be better off. Another way to look at that is to avoid the things in the middle of the grocery store. When you go shopping, you know, walk in the door, take a hard right, and then just stay on the periphery. So if you think about it, you have your fruits and vegetables, your meats and cheeses, your dairy, your beer. I mean, not beer, uh, your uh, ice cream, let's say. Let's say, just let's say, That everything on the periphery of the store is better for you than that what survives the cockroaches in the middle after the nuclear holocaust. So also look at your labels. If it has a bunch of chemicals you can't pronounce, don't buy it for your kids or you really it changes the way your immune system responds and does things to the environment. So think about that. That includes packaged meat. And what I mean by that is I've put a number of people on lower carb diets and they come in very proud of themselves for staying and sticking to a low carb menu and I ask them, great, what have you been eating? And they smile real big and say bologna. Well, that's a problem. There's a lot of chemicals in bologna. So if it has a lot of chemicals in it or a name, an ingredient that you can't pronounce, don't eat it. That's part of your keeping your kids healthy this year. Try to avoid refined sugar, high fructose corn syrup, evaporated cane juice. All those things obviously change uh, inflammation in your body and change your immune response. It really makes a difference if you can avoid those things. Avoiding liquid calories, so pop, fruit juices, healthy fruit juices, come on. If you need extra vitamin C, take a vitamin C or eat an orange. Don't drink a juice. That's just sugar that's been colored and disguised right? Energy drinks fall in that same category. Try not to drink those. To help your kids understand the danger of sugary drinks, I would encourage you to go to chewitkids.org, C-H-E-W-I-T-K-I-D-S.org and watch the little four-minute cartoon there with your kids on the dangers of sugary drinks. Great little resource for you there. Other than dairy, you should probably just not drink anything but water uh, or anything that has calories in it. Try to avoid your trans fats, and that kind of brings us to avoiding fast foods. I like to joke with patients: if you go to a place to eat that has a so- sophomore from high school in a, in a, a window, you probably don't want to eat there. Okay, just just saying. Try to avoid those if you can. Try to minimize condiments such as ketchup, teriyaki sauce, barbecue sauce. Again, that's just disguised sugar. What you what we should focus on are the diet dues. Now that's D O apostrophe S not D E W for you smart Alex out there that just think right after I got done telling you not to drink pop, I just encouraged diet. Dot, uh, Mountain Dew. No, 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 no. Diet dues, D O apostrophe S. These are things you want to focus on and they start with your, Animal protein sources such as fresh or water-packed fish, wild game, lamb, duck, organic chicken, turkey, lean organic beef, organic farm-fresh eggs, uh, oysters even. Those are the things you want to focus on. Nuts and seeds. Oh, my gosh, so good for you. Even seasonal, like right now, we're getting close to uh, Halloween. And so pumpkin seeds are abundant and galore. Pumpkin seeds have the highest source of natural magnesium you can find in nature. Eat a ton of those cuz that's good for you. Magnesium's involved in over 300 different activities in your body. Eat a lot of pumpkin seeds. They're awesome for you. Your fruits, try to get your whole fruits unsweetened. Uh, frozen fruits are fine. Seasonal fruits, check those out. Uh, your berry class is probably your best uh, because it has higher fiber and the sh- uh, compared to the sugar. Vegetables, I prefer they be raw or steamed just so we get all the benefits of them. Beans of all sorts. So whether you consider being a fruit or a vegetable, you want to eat beans. They're just good for you. And then focus on some non-gluten-based uh, 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 starches such as, let's see, potato flour, uh, aramuth, uh tapioca buckwheat, uh, brown rice. Those are the things you want to focus on uh, and eat um, during your while staying healthy here. Oils, oils are good to use. Cold pressed oils such as olive oil, flax oil, uh, saw flour oil, sesame oil, Uh, pumpkin oil since we're just talking about that's available really tasty Um, your drinks again should be water one thing we like to do in our house and I encourage you to do if you are are bound and determined to give up pop and get a healthier lifestyle go get yourself one of those uh, CO2 infusers into the um, uh, carbonators into water you can carbonate any drink add a little lemon juice fresh fruit juice to it oh my gosh, it'll replace pop right away and you get all the benefits of all the little oral sensation of uh, sparkles and stuff in your mouth. So great trick. I encourage people to do it. They're not that much. 40 to $60 at most Walmarts will get you a nice uh, carbonator. Sweeteners, if you need to sweeten up that same drink we just talked about, Stevia, uh, fruit sweetener, brown rice syrup, uh, blackstrap molasses, other choices like that are just a better Idea than your refined sugars I mentioned earlier. And then your condiments, uh, vinegar, or any calorie free herb, uh, that's really what you want to focus on uh, for your uh, condiments and your uh, flavors in your food. Simply put, to keep your kids healthy this season, if God made it, eat it. If man made it, don't. It really is that simple. So think about that. The next thing we want to get into is movement. Movement is so important. Now, movement gets a lot. uh, We hear a lot on movement and exercise when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to cardiorespiratory health. But what we forget is movement also is key and vital to the immune system. It stimulates the immune system. Sweat removes toxins. The more you can get your kids to move, the better off they are and the less likely they are to get sick. That means, too, part of the movement Uh, portion of this little presentation is limit screen time to one or two hours a day. Get them moving. I know if you live in a cold area like I do, Southeast Idaho, it gets real cold and it gets dark early, especially when daylight savings comes around here in the next couple weeks. Um, But our mall opens at 5 a.m. And so take your kids running around the mall. I just worked with the local uh, hospital health trust and we designed exercise stations around the mall for people of all ages, kids all the way up to grandma and grandpa's, to utilize while in the mall. So get your kids moving. It will keep them healthy and keep them in school. The next thing we want to talk about for your kids uh, to stay healthy is stress control. Now, kids that get stressed, that's very personality-driven. I understand that. Um, Different kids stress out about different things, but if you can help your child, teach them to respect and recognize emotions. Sit and talk with them, sit and pray with them, sit and meditate with them, or just sit in quiet time with them. Sometimes it's good just to turn everything off, get in a room and say, come here, son, we're going to snuggle for 20 minutes and just be quiet. That helps them control their stress. Remember, the stress hormone cortisol is just like prednisone actually prednisone was based on cortisol, the drug that suppresses your immune system. So people that are on long-term prednisone have lower immune systems. If you're high stress all the time, you have a lower immune system. So stress control techniques with your children are wonderful and very valuable to keep them healthy this year. The next thing I want to talk about is lymphatic flow. Now, most of you realize, but just to reemphasize, there's two vascular systems in your body. There's the Uh, vascular system that carries blood, so arteries go away from the heart, veins come towards the heart. Then you have your entire lymphatic system. The entire lymphatic system is kind of like the trash keepers, the cleaners. It brings everything, all the waste products up and drains it in your upper left side of your chest. For those of you who are listening and not watching the podcast, I'm pointing to right under my clavicle, right on my sternum on the left upper side. This is where it drains out in the thoracic duct. So that's important when I describe how to keep the lymph flow going. Now, the first thing to increase lymph flow, I talked about earlier, movement, exercise. There's There's no muscles in the lymphatic system to push lymph back up to drain in the thoracic duct. So your muscles contracting have to do that. The other thing you have to help it move, one of my favorite techniques, is called dry skin brushing. Now, what you do is you take a soft bristle brush. I would show you one and demonstrate it, but since I don't have any hair, I don't own a comb or a brush. So get yourself a soft tissue brush, uh, uh, bristle brush, excuse me, and do small circular motions towards that thoracic duct, towards the upper left side of your chest, up the arms, both legs back when you get to the belly mom if you're doing it on your child's do it clockwise so you're getting the bowels the the direction they move if the child's going to do it for themselves have them do it counterclockwise again just so the bowels move so important to increase uh, lymph flow another way to do it is massage give each other a massage one of my favorite things in the world is when my youngest walks on my back He's an incredible ballet dancer, and so he does all these pirouettes and stuff on my back, and I just love it. But that increases lymph flow as well. The kicker after this, make sure you drink plenty of water to keep that flowing and going. So dry skin brushing, great technique to help keep your kids healthy this year. Let me give you just a quick word on fever because I get asked this a lot. Uh, a fever, we no, it, intuitively we consider a fever anything greater than 98.6, so normal degrees. But in the medical world, it's not a fever, quote unquote, until it gets to 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 38 degrees Celsius. Now, fevers aren't necessarily bad. Most fevers are beneficial. They don't cause problems, and they help body fight infections. So I hear from parents all the time, well, when should I worry? When should I give them medication? When should I take them to the doctor? That is something for you to talk to your healthcare provider about for your kids. But just know that fevers aren't necessarily bad. Remember, influenza and cold season. Tend to be more vicious and powerful during the winter months because our body temperature and the ambient air temperature is lower. And there's been studies in mice that show that mice that are kept at a higher temperature have less inflammation, less cancer, and less infectious disease processes. So, and that's because the immune system changes with temperature changes. So, fevers. 100.4 degrees or greater is a fever Talk to your health care provider as to your definition of concern and worry. And I always end that with saying, mom if or dad, if you're worried about your baby, take them in and let your doctor see them. That's very important. The, I think that sums up the, the Keep Your Kids Healthy podcast for Recovery Me Medicine today. Hopefully you got some benefit out of it understand that the approach we take with recovery medicine is to meet you where you are. I can't control your stressors. I can't control how often your kids get sneezed on at school, but we can help their bodies recover from it better by adhering to some of the lifestyle changes and suggestions that I have made in today's uh, podcast. Remember, check out my website, drwillie.com backslash free for for all sorts of information. We're going to be uploading all sorts of, of free things as we go along, uh, and just use it as a resource. Hopefully, it's beneficial to you. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to email me via the website. Until next time, the best of health and wellness.
0: Thank you for joining Warren on the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willie, your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever you find your best podcasts. To connect with Warren and the community, learn more about naturally healthy living, and claim a free resource to improve your health right away, visit drwillie.com. You'll find all of Dr. Willie's resources there, including best-selling books like Better Than Steroids, The Z Diet, What Does Your Doctor Look Like Naked, and his latest book, Obtainable. Enjoy the body and energy you've always wanted beyond diet and exercise that's drwilly.com. d r w i l l e y. d-r-w-i-l-l-e-y.com and until next time with warren get fit be healthy live life